Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Kim Juline. And Kim is the founder of Finding Your Fiji. She's a feng shui expert and psychic. Kim is a certified feng shui practitioner, IFSG, red ribbon practitioner, certified angel card reader, and love activist. Angels and homes talk to her, and they always have information to share. In 2017, Kim moved from Minnesota to Maui, sight unseen, to make her dream life a reality. Through her private coaching, feng shui consultations, and angel readings, Kim brings harmony to your head, heart, and home. She's passionate about helping you find your Fiji, whatever that may be for you. And who would have thought that rearranging your furniture using certain materials or decluttering could help you heal from betrayal? You're going to love this interview I did with Kim as she shares so many interesting ideas to create a healing space in your home or office. She'll even be talking about which rooms are tied to which aspects of family life, self, and so much more. Here we go. I am so excited today. We have Kim Juline. And this is such a cool topic because we always talk about betrayal from a family member, a partner, or a friend. And we have yet to discuss the whole, where does feng shui come in with this whole thing? So we have a feng shui expert and uh, just we're going to learn how to clean up after betrayal and and the best way to, I guess, arrange things. Um, so maybe it won't happen again or whatever. I'm just so looking forward to our chat. So welcome, Kim. So glad, so glad you're uh, going to be chatting with us. Thank you. I'm super excited. So tell us about feng shui. What is it? Yeah. So feng shui, a lot of people think it's uh, interior design. A lot of people think it's just moving things around. And really, feng shui is an ancient, like thousands of years old art and science. And it's based on the principle that everything is energy, um, that your space reflects your life. And it's all about intention and using nature as a model for balance. But what I really see as like the the thread throughout it all is it is about creating an environment that energetically supports what you want to have in your life. So it's really helping create sort of a container for you. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And how do we clean the air after betrayal? Yeah. So this is a big, actually a big concept in feng shui, just clearing in general, because even when you just have an argument with someone, that energy sticks in your space, just like dust and dirt. Uh, So it's important to do regular clearings. And what we do, typically the way that I clear a space, there's a number of different ways that you can do it, but you can uh, use white sage, like a white sage bundle or a white sage incense sticks Um, to clear the air. You can also use like bells or even just clapping is something that you can do to clear the air. I actually have a video on YouTube and we can, um, I can share that link um, with your audience too that explains exactly how to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And what about, because when I think of feng shui, I always think of like rearranging the furniture. Can you just give us like the basics around what you know, just why is it that furniture in a certain way would help or hurt something? Or is there something like, don't ever put like a couch near a window kind of thing? Give us some basics. 
Yes, yeah. So in feng shui, we the there's a couple different types of feng shui. So I do just want to share that. There is the Eastern version, which is based on the compass. And then there's also the Western version, which is based on the front door. And I like to talk about the Western version, particularly on podcasts when it's a little bit easier for people to understand. And basically, you have a mental map of the space. And so every area in your home correlates to an area in your life. And it is um, all based on the front door. So if you're standing at the front door to your space, the back left corner of your home is going to be the wealth corner. The back right corner is going to be the partnership corner the health is always in the center. And then of course, there's other areas that relate to fame and helpful people and family and children. Huh. So, so those are, and that doesn't change those areas. That doesn't change. change. And I just, for your benefit, I'll show you a little visual of the mental map uh, so that you can see it um, where this is the front door line. um, And then your wealth corner is the back left partnership back right. So it's going to lay out as a square. If you have a garage that's attached to your home, that's included in that square. And this is something, again, that is available for people um, to grab. I have a free, free, freebie they can grab on that. And I was just going to say, because I I feel like it's not fair that you showed it to me and you wouldn't share it. (laughs) I know. I'm sharing it. I'll share it. (laughs) So everybody, just so you know, Kim just showed me like the coolest little diagram with all these different spaces and, and what's, what's always where. So how would we know if it's affecting us? If, if let's say the relationship corner is in one area, but what we have the wrong thing there? Yeah. So what I do is I kind of do it in the reverse way is I look at what's happening in my life or in my client's life and then go to that particular area. So for instance, if someone had a partner that betrayed them, I would definitely be looking at the partnership corner of their home to see what's going on. Are there dead plants? Are there things that are broken? Um, is there a lot of clutter in that particular part of the home? Is there in, if it's partnership, are there a lot of like pictures of single women? And this was a partner that, you know, which doesn't, doesn't represent partnership. So those are kind of the type of things that we look at. I actually look at a lot more than just the furniture. The furniture is kind of like a, um, yeah, kind of an aesthetic, more of an aesthetic thing. Uh, and, and so we're, there's a lot of other things that we look at more closely than even the furniture. Wow. So in an experience like betrayal, and it's not always, you know, I think so, so many of us just assume infidelity, but it could be a friendship, a partner, a family member. Yes. What sort of things have you seen that were, that just, you walked in and almost like you knew, oh, this is a betrayal and here's why, because this is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting, um, interesting thing when people don't have a lot of earth energy in their space. So the earth, we talk in feng shui about the elements because feng shui actually literally means wind and water. So it is about balancing the elements. And there are five elements that we talk about in feng shui that we use to help balance um, the, the environment. And one of those elements is the element of earth, which is a very grounding Um, helps us be grounded, helps us focus. But if there is not a lot, it's also about support. So if a space is lacking uh, that grounding or that earth energy, that's often where people feel unsupported or where you might see betrayal showing up. 
Wow. So what would they do then in a case like that? Yeah. So then we just need to balance that energy. So if there's not a lot of earth energy in the space, um, what we would do is we would add either like the, the earthy colors, like the golds or the browns, or you can add things that are square that also represents the element of earth or things that are physically um, made from earth, like ceramics or bricks or tiles or even smooth crystals, that type of thing huh. uh, are things that we would add to that space. And this happens sometimes too when people live in like high-rise condos, they feel very ungrounded, right? Because they're so far up. Um, so that's another, um, you know, situation of somebody is living in that type of space. Sometimes they might be experiencing betrayal because they don't feel supported. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. So what would be the difference in how they feel? So let's say you come in, they had a betrayal experience. You come in, you, you know, you, you change up the colors and bring in those elements. And then what, what would be the difference that they would feel or experience? Um, they're essentially going to feel like um, the universe and life has their back. Um, so they're going to feel, and will um, remind me to touch on a couple other ways to to boost that support or that feeling of support as well, because that there are some other important things. But they're going to feel um, like they have the support and connection of the people in their lives. They're going to feel like people are helpful to them. Uh, they're going to feel more relaxed because they're oftentimes when people aren't supported, they're always on edge. They're not sure. Um, they're not, they're not expecting what is coming at them in their lives, that type of thing. So this is, they're going to feel just a lot more peaceful and a lot calmer. Huh. So is it really something like if someone is in a high rise and they're up really high, if they were to move to a lower floor, they'd feel better? They, they could definitely feel more grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... So it is a, it, it, that is an interesting thing. And even people, you know, sometimes people have like a bedroom over a garage, for example, there's a lot of movement there underneath there, which doesn't provide support. Right. Um, so that's another example. If someone has a bedroom over a garage might be another case where I might see like a betrayal or not feeling supported. Wow. So can you share a story or two about someone who may have had an experience, you come in, you, whatever you did and then what happened? Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I had a, um, I'll just give you an example and, and this will demonstrate one of the other ways to sort of feel more supported as well. Uh, we like in feng shui to have a solid headboard because this is also about support. Um, we don't want headboards that have slats in them, you know, where there's openings between them uh, because that is a cutting energy. And it's not going to be supportive. Um, There's a lot of people that don't have headboards at all. Again, a lack of support. So we really want to have a solid headboard. So um, I had a client that had like a slatted headboard and it wasn't something like she really loved the bed. um, And it wasn't something where she was going to purchase a new headboard at that time. Mm -hmm. What she did is she hung a a quilt, uh, actually a favorite quilt of her grandmother's um, over the headboard. And so she immediately actually felt the difference and she felt calmer and she felt more peaceful. She slept better. 
uh, were other things that happened. Yeah. So, and um, she liked it so much that she ended up doing the same thing with the footboard and again, felt an increased level of support um, with the footboard. And again, people started showing up for her, right? People started being there for her. Mm -hmm. Like when she asked for help, they were there for her. And I imagine on some level too, it was her grandmother's. So there's there's that sort of being wrapped that in your grandmother. Yeah, that's a beautiful, yes, that's a beautiful um, piece to use for that. Right. So tell us about just even, you mentioned square. What does a square have to do with? Yeah, so that's just the shape that it represents Earth. So each of the different elements have a different shape. Like the element of fire, the shape is a triangle. Um, the element of, uh, of metal is round or an arc, right? So it's just the shape of things. And so you can have, like from an interior design standpoint, you can have um, different things in a room that represent the elements without them all having to be white or all having to be yellow for the earth color, right? You can use, mix and match different um, elements, the um, physical object like the ceramics, the... Um, tile, the brick, the stone, that type of thing. Now, when it comes to betrayal, is there something that, that for someone who's listening and they're saying, oh my gosh, I, I have to completely redo everything. Is there something for sure that they should not have or a color that they shouldn't have or an um, element? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be I, I'm going to phrase it more as what what would be recommended. So mm-hmm. if they have this particular situation, it's you know it can be problematic for them. So for instance, if their bed in their bedroom, um, if they're not able to see the door, so oftentimes we get where you know the door is on the same wall as the bed which means that you really can't see who's coming in the door. Mm -hmm. And it puts you in what we call not a command position. We really want to be in command, in the command position, at our desk, right, wherever we work, in our bed, um, and also in, you know, other places where we sit. If we're feeling like we need to be in a place of power, we want to be in command. So the command position is the farthest from the door, but still facing the door. Uh, so in the instance of a bed, you would like to have the bed on the opposite wall of the door, one of the opposite walls of the door, um, not in the doorway, but away from the doorway where when you're laying in bed, you actually could see the door. So you could see what's coming at you. You, you um, know, it's so interesting that you say that because first of all, that's exactly how my, my bedroom is set up. But but also uh, yeah, here I am, I'm at the PBT Institute. And as I was setting up my office, it was just a no brainer how I wanted to set this up. And it's so mm-hmm. funny because that's exactly how you suggested it. And yes. I remember, and I have this big desk, but it was at first the movers were moving it on and they were putting it on the side and I had this need to see the door. It's not directly in front of my desk. It's off to the side, but the opposite wall. And this just feels so much better. Yes, because you're in command. So you're in command and you have a wall behind you. So you feel like you have that backing. Um, which is the other thing too, is having a high back chair is something that is helpful um, because that also gives you that sense of support and that sense of um, backing, if you will. 
um, similar to the solid headboard, right? Um, having, you know, having that solid piece behind you. So yeah, your desk placement sounds perfect because you don't want to be in the doorway, um, but you want to be able to see it. So that sounds absolutely perfect. So those are a couple things that you can do. If, for instance, like you're in a cubicle, and you cannot change the way your, you know, your chair is, you can place a mirror um, strategically so you can see the door. And that is going to help you feel more supported. Um, another thing, particularly for people that maybe have had betrayal at work, um, one of the things that they can do in that regard is to actually hang a red scarf or a red sweater on the back of their chair. So if you think of like the Torador and that protection, that red is going to protect them. And then they would just leave it there, right? Really? Um, so, yes. so what now what does the red, because red, what does that mean? What does red mean? Yeah. So red is really prominent in feng shui. You'll hear about that a lot, like paint your front door red, that type of thing. Red is a lucky color in feng shui. Um, and it also, I think, in a number of respects represents um, that fire energy. So that passion, that action, the fame, the reputation, like how you're showing up in the world is also that red energy. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a protective um, energy too. When you think about like the, you know, that um, Torador where they've got that, you know, protection is what I always look at with that. So that red sweater, or red scarf will actually put them in a place of feeling more protected and more supported at work. Wow. Now I remember having my colors done and the woman said, and this was just the, the, the most interesting experience because I had never done that, but it's so, it, when you have them done, you just, it's so easy to shop because you know what yes. colors to wear, what colors not to wear. Yeah. And it turns out I am so not a red person, which makes complete sense because I don't ever wear red. But what I do is I wear a lot of that dark red, like a maroon color. Oh, yes. Does that yeah. work? Is that the yes. same? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, so, that works. Yeah. That works so, as well. Okay. Yeah. Anything in that sort of family of colors that would work. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for everybody listening, I just want to make sure that they know it doesn't have to be bright red if that's right. not your thing. It could yes. be just any, any other uh, shade of red. So, yes. wow, that's really interesting. Uh, so what other tips and tricks do you have like that? That's a, that's an interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there is also, um, when we're looking at, uh, the spaces. So this is one of the things to, you know, when I'm talking about that, what do I call the Bagua, which is the mental map of your space? Um, there are different areas that are associated with different things. So depending on who is doing the betraying, like who is your betrayer? Is it a client? Is it family? Is it a partner? Is it, you know, outside? You know, sometimes people are getting, um, you know, poor reviews on, on uh, you know, on social media or something like that, right? Um, or it might be children or something like that. So then we would actually look at those specific areas. So if it is a client that's doing the betraying, um, we would look at the helpful people area of the home, which when you're standing outside your front door facing the front of the house is going to be in the right front of the home. That's going to be your helpful people area. Um, if it's the the exterior, like your um, fame, your reputation, like your um, you know your essentially public self, mm -hmm. that would be in the fame area, which is going to be in the middle back of your home. The middle um, back of your home. Okay, so yeah. so really, what this means, like, let's just say someone's having. Uh, 
all kinds of negative reviews. And I guess yes. it would only be a betrayal if someone said, I'm going to give you a great review and then they didn't, and they gave you a bad review. But let's just say, then you would then then you would take a look at the middle back of their house and see what's I would, on. yeah. And I actually have a story about that. I mm-hmm. had a client... Um, uh, uh, plumbing company actually that was getting some bad reviews on Yelp. And these were not even clients. Like the people that were posting the reviews were not even people that had, they had done work for. Huh. Um, yeah. So that can have, you know, that in a sense is a sense of betrayal. It's definitely a, affecting their fame and their reputation. And when I looked at their space, they were actually missing uh, that little piece or a piece of their fame area. So sometimes we have homes or spaces that are not square. Um, where there's like little pieces that are missing and they happen to be missing that particular section. We remedied that and things settled down. They stopped having that issue. Oh, that's amazing. So when you say you remedied it, did you put plants there or? Um, No, actually we used a mirror remedy there. So um, mirrors or pictures with depth can help expand a space. So we used a mirror um, to help expand and basically fill in that missing piece. Okay. Wow. And so you mentioned children. Let's, let's just say, cause this is, this is common where we'll have uh, a betrayal from a, a parent will have it that their child betrayed them or the other way around. A child has it where their parent betrayed them. What area of the house would that be? And, and what would you do? Yeah. So if it is your children um, that are doing the betraying, then you would look at the creativity and children area, which is going to be on the, when you're facing your front door from the outside, it's going to be in the right middle. So I'll just kind of show you where it is here. And everybody, you're going to get that in the show. You're going to get so that too. So it's uh-huh. the right middle. Um, of the of the space is going to be the creativity in children. But the other thing that I look at kind of is um, if the children are still in the home, sometimes parents have difficulty with children that are still, you know, that are teenagers in particular, right? Is something we often think oh, of, Oh, I'm right? not saying a thing about that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so, but if your child's bedroom is in the command position of the home, meaning their bedroom is the farthest from the front door and yours is not, uh, that can cause issues for the parents because then the parents are not essentially in command of the family. So an easy remedy for that, if that's the case, I just had a client that we just worked with on this um, and um, they, their intention was wanting the, um, the young adult, because they were not a child necessarily anymore, to move out. And um, it did work. <laughs> it did happen. So that was awesome. But what, they, what I recommend that they do is place a picture of themselves in that child's bedroom. And it doesn't have to be, they don't have to see it. Like my son was a teenager when, when I moved into a new space and um, his bedroom was in command. And I just basically tucked a picture of myself. I taped it on the back of his dresser. <laughs> wow. Right? And uh, things shifted. So he was really in that space of like feeling like he was ruling the roost. And then when, you know, I put that picture there, it balanced out. It was hilarious when I moved to Maui and he was cleaning out his room and all of that. Um, he, <laughs> he didn't even say anything. He just put the little picture of me on like the banister and I just, we had a great laugh about it because he, he knew, you know, by that point, he knows a lot more about feng shui and he's like, oh, this had to be a feng shui thing. I'm like, yep. Oh, 
Oh, that's so funny. And I can just see every parent just putting pictures of themselves all over the back of uh, all their kids' dresses. Yeah, and, and if stuff. they're a young, if they're a very young child, obviously it's fine to have a, you know, a picture of yourself on their dresser or something like that. You can do that. Just teenagers don't necessarily want a picture of a mom in their bedroom, right? For sure. So that balances out the control center. Oh, that's so yes. that's so interesting. So now t- tell us the other way when when let's say a parent is betraying. Yeah. Okay. So um, if, if it's a parent that's betraying, then we would look at the family area, which is actually going to be just opposite the creativity in children. It's going to be, in, if you're standing at the front door, facing the front door, it's going to be in the middle on the left mm-hmm. um, is the family area. And one thing else that I would look at as it regards to that is it, a lot of people tend to put their family pictures on fireplaces, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the mantle, right? And uh, one thing that I would look at there is making sure that either either take them off the mantle or because it can burn up that sort of relationship or burn up that it can be a burning energy, that fireplace, or put the pictures in a black frame because black represents the water energy and that will protect the people from the fire. So... That would be something to look at. Um, And then again, you would be looking in that family area for like, you know, is there a lot of clutter? Are there things that are broken? Are there squeaky doors? That would be another thing because doors are the voices of the adults. And if you have doors that are squeaking, get some WD-40 out and, you know, and oil them because that will help calm down the complaining as well. What else can you do to neutralize specifically after betrayal? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to come back to the actual um, clearing. Mm-hmm. So when we have something that has occurred in a space, whether it's an argument, a betrayal, even somebody passing away in a space, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, transition at home now. Um, when that happens, it leaves sort of an energetic blueprint. And so actually physically clearing the space helps clear out that energy. And I always like to leave a a door open when I do it. And basically, you're going to just go through the space with the sage um, or with the bell, whatever you're using, and just declare, um, this space is mine. No energy can be here unless I allow it. All energy is here by my permission. And then just, you can even add a phrase, I'm clearing out all all old stuck negative energy in this space. And you just keep repeating that as you're moving through the space. Um, And that, I I believe those words are actually on the video um, that I've got on YouTube as well for that. So that's a public video. Anybody can Um, anybody can watch that, but I will, I'll actually also add them in the description of that video if I haven't already got them there. That would be Um, great. And speaking of things like that, and you mentioned uh, Maui and and Hawaii, my favorite place on the planet, there's a a Hawaiian forgiveness prayer. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Um, So this is the Ho'oponopono prayer. And it's a really beautiful prayer for facilitating forgiveness. Um, it helps with healing in a number of different ways. So not it, it, you can use it really for anything. So I don't want to just say like it's just for this. You can really use it for anything, um, even healing physical objects, healing physical, um, you know, aspects of yourself. Um, but the prayer is this. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. 
And you basically just, you know, you'll, you'll see it in different ways. I like to have the I love you first mm-hmm. because on a soul level, like we really do, on a soul level, we really do all love each other. Like regardless of what has happened in this lifetime and what's, what's been going on, um, we on a soul level do love each other and, we're, and it's because we're all connected, right? Mm-hmm. So I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And what I would do for somebody that's experienced betrayal or still in that, that space of, um, you know, it's popping into their mind or they're thinking about the situation is any time that you think about that person or the situation, say the prayer. Mm-hmm. Every time, just say the prayer and it will become a habit for you. Right. And then what does someone feel when they, when they do this? Because, you know, well, let's be honest in the very beginning of betrayal that I love you may not be the words they want to use just then. (laughs) I, I, I totally get the importance of it. So is the, I love you to the person who has caused the betrayal is the, I love you to who's the, I love you to. The I love you is really, I feel like a universal, I love you. Okay. Like, um, I, I, I love you to yourself. I love you to the other person. I, I love what I'm learning about myself through this, right? Because it's always a learning process. Whatever happens in our life happens for us. So it's always a learning process. Um, and so if, you know, if in the beginning people want to think about like that, I love you being, um, expressing love to themselves because really, truly forgiveness is really about uh, loving mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. So it really isn't about the other person, but in whenever that thought or that that person comes into your mind, if you're saying "I love you," um, that's expressing love to yourself, right? Like everything's okay. I love you. It's going to be okay. Right. I just wanted to make sure you clarified that because yeah. I could just see someone who's just been absolutely blindsided. They're not looking to say "I love you" so quickly to the person who who did it. So I I, yeah. I see what you're saying. So yeah. what do you want to make sure everybody hears before we wrap up? Um, yeah, I just really want, um, people to be in a space of being aware of their environment and how that's impacting them. Um, because when we have stuff going on in our life, oftentimes our, our spaces are going to mirror that. And there's going to be, you know, if there's chaos going on in our life, most likely there's chaos going on in your space as well. Um, so I really just being more aware of what is happening in your space, not being numb to it, um, and doing what you feel guided to do. Like if you all of a sudden are inspired to clear out some clutter, then do that. Right. And you know what? It's so true because every time I do, I feel so good. It feels right. That, that decluttered space, I guess that's it. That, that clutter is just vying for our attention. And it's almost like when we declutter our space, we declutter our mind, but I didn't know there was all this behind it, which is wonderful. So Kim, how can we learn more about you? Yes. So? Um, so I have a website, findingyourfiji.com, and that's where they can go and grab the free gift that includes the Bagua. It also will give them my nine best tips for attracting abundance as a little bonus. Uh, so that's awesome. I also have a YouTube channel that is under my name, Kim Juline, and there I have a Feng Shui Friday um, series of videos, and there's all kinds of diff- different videos there. You can binge watch on Feng Shui <laughs> if you're really interested in the topic, as well as I I do uh, angel in um, 
guidance every month and um, often a daily angel insight reading. And that's just a, a little reading for people there. So lots of good information. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Finding Your Future as well. Post a lot of pictures of Maui. So if you love that, oh, love follow it. me there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I'm sure everybody else learned so much. I know I did. And I just really, I want to thank you for your time. This was re- such an amazing education. I, I I knew there was so much to feng shui. I had no idea truly that, that each area of the room meant a different thing. And that was just wonderful. So I'm going to check this stuff out myself. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. So much fun. Didn't you just love Kim? Funny how personally I look at healing from betrayal through the lens of healing physically, mentally, and emotionally, but I can really see how clearing your space can have such a powerful effect on your healing too. To stay in touch with Kim, go to findingyourfiji.com and we'll have links to Kim's goodies for you in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. There are endless ways to heal from betrayal and it really takes an open mind and willingness to try things you may not have considered. Also, tune into how you feel in your space. If it doesn't feel good, maybe you need a little feng shui help or at the very least, try decluttering or bringing in colors or elements that make you happy. And here's a gift from me. Head over to pbtinstitute.com to receive my gift of how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift and let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.